Hey everyone, Rachel here. I just wanted to pop in and give you guys a quick message before you get into the episode. So there comes a time in every podcaster's life where they have to give this disclaimer. A time when you record a podcast, you have great guests, a great conversation, a ton of laughs, and maybe even an epic musical number only to then later go back to edit the podcast and discover that you have completely shanked the audio. Yeah, for me, today is that day. (laughs) So we could have scrapped this episode, but honestly, it's such a great one. It's such a fun conversation and only my audio is bad. So we just couldn't do it. We, we We just couldn't do it. So we did our best to clean up the audio and it is better believe it or not, uh, than it was to begin with. That being said, it's still not that great. So we apologize in advance, but we hope that you can still enjoy the show. All right, that's it. I'm off to go cry and rock in a corner somewhere. Enjoy the show, folks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. Joining me is a puzzle box that, when you solve it, shows up with a box of Trulies and is ready to party. Mars. Hello. <laughs> hey. I mean, you're you? not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what would your box be called? Because it's it would not be a lament. It'd be like a like a, uh, uh, moving on. Joining us also <laughs> tonight because we are not alone. Oh, we have some very special guests joining us. Everybody. Rock your ear holes. Yeah. Everybody. Rock your ear holes. Right. What? Here's Johnny's back. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> oh, my God. We're back again. Oh Rachel Moss, go and tell your friends. <laughs> I'm telling everyone about We're going to bring the flavor. Show you how. I got a question for you. Better answer now. <gasps> oh, my God. Are we controversial? Yeah, well, I talk about my bum. This movie is a sexual. Yeah, am I everything you need? You better rock your ego now. Everybody. Oh my god! Rock your ego. Everybody. Rock your ego, right? Yes, Johnny's back. All right. All right. Oh, I'm so happy. It's not done. Yes, second verse. Yes. Wave them around like you just don't care. If you wanna listen, let me hear you yell. Cause we got it going on again. Are we controversial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will I talk about my bum? <laughs> yeah. This pinhead sexual. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Am I everything you need? You better rock your ego now. Everybody. 
rock your Charlie's back. All right. All right. So everybody, everywhere. Oh my God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm gonna tell the world, make you understand. As long as there is horror, we'll be coming back again. Oh my god! Oh, that was oh. amazing! Is it building? It's building. Everybody, rock your ear. Everybody, rock your ears, alright. Oh my god. Johnny's, Johnny's back. back. Alright. Is Johnny's back. Alright. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to give Justin the biggest of props because we did not record that together. That was two separate recording sessions that he uh, and mine was actually three different times. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, my cheeks are hurting from well, smiling. I'm, 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 <laughs> now we've ripped that band-aid off, so now I can get Larry to do super weird stuff. So I'm happy. Oh, I'm not sure great. about that. But... Oh, glorious entrance. The bar is set. Yes. I don't know. Is that high? Is it low? Is it? I don't care. But the bar is now there, Justin. You can be like, "Hey, remember that time?" <laughs> right? Well, as bad as that. But like, yes, yes, there was some cringe in my part. I had never done anything like that before. But Justin's mixing was so incredible. Like, I, I just couldn't believe when he said that to me that that was because, like, I remember Justin. I was pushing for us to do it together, right? Yeah. And we were just too busy to do it, so I recorded it and sent it your way, and I'm just shocked at how good it sounded. So <laughs> you are you are a maestro, sir. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for. Uh, I know that <laughs> uh, that was not an easy thing to do. And when I told you about the idea, you're like, you. Yeah, I, I need to you... hear about this conversation oh, when you, you approach the subject. He was on board from day one. Really? Oh, yes. good, Larry. Awesome. I'm, I'm trying to learn to like let other people make decisions for me like not only just for myself <laughs> but like Devin too like usually I'm very mm -hmm. like guarded and I'm like I I want to be the one to like break it down or like make the choice yeah I'm trying course. to do a better job of letting other people kind of take the lead on things yeah and I would say it is working out well it's well, just you, you jumped into the deep end I'm <laughs> gonna say <laughs> <laughs> all right the gauntlet has been thrown Mars it looks like we're gonna have to do a musical number for here's Johnny <laughs> Well, oh, crap. now I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you did get me to sing Little Mermaid. And now you got Justin to do Backstreet Boys. So that was, um, I loved the like very ASMR Justin voice that we got. The, yeah. Like, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. So I had to record that <laughs> upstairs in my in my room, which is like right beside my kids' room while they were sleeping. Oh, oh. see, shit, dude. I did it. I waited till Devin was gone. I did it when there was no one in this house. It, oh, was, yeah. just, it was just me. Um, Michelle was stand, sitting right beside me. Oh, the no weirdest looks. There's no 
<laughs> I would imagine this can't be the first weird thing Michelle seen you do, though. Oh, no, I sent you a picture of our, our text message conversation yes! a while ago. Where I was like, oh, sorry, I'm going to be a little bit longer in the bathroom. I had a weirdly stinky poop. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We were not recording, but you have had like a mystery poop like I've never heard of before. Oh, are we talking about the uh, the rye bread? Yes. What? And please no. I no, listen, listen. Okay, I love rye bread, and if it's gonna be something really gross about it, like I, I, I will have to step away because it is like one of my pleasures. In I mean, world. it's not about rye bread itself. It's just like the the look. I just don't. Okay, do, do not ruin rye bread for me on this, okay. on this f- Friday. Night. Okay, so I, I, uh, I beg of you. <laughs> Please, please don't ruin rye bread. Let me, let me Listen, have Larry, that. you're not there when we play Phasmophobia and things get yeah. wild, okay? Yeah, I will say our new addition, Eric, does nothing to dissuade. There is no Larry in Derek. Like, no, he's no. Like, it's all uh, gas. Go, 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 go. <laughs> follow-up question, follow-up question. I think he was the one that actually came up with the rye bread comparison. Yeah, he, I was he not is. understanding your description. So, Yeah, yeah. it was uh, – Eric's a good guy. I like that guy. Who? Oh, one of my friends, Did Eric. Did you name it? No, no, that's <laughs> not the name of my friend. I'm also confused, and I'm happy you brought clarity. No, I, uh, he thought of the uh, descriptor uh, uh, for my poop. Right, bread. Yeah, right, bread. Good God. So it does kind of have a name, <laughs> still. Right, bread. Yeah, I guess Rye so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is that that blew my mind. I've learned more about the vast, you know, the the spectrum of poops that exist since I met you. Snow well, place. it's you know, uh, that's I what, had a that's... very narrow definition, and you've really opened what my is mind. This <laughs> well, that's what uh, IBS since you're like eight will be to you. <laughs> you guys, it was the song. I had to live up to the song, right? We were going to talk about Backstreet Boys, and now we're describing Dookie. Like, what is? <laughs> and we're going to talk about Hellfire uh, like... my perfect Friday night. Sorry, I had to remember what day it was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll move on from the right bed poop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it really was, so it was, like, kind of weird. Okay. But... <laughs> Let's talk about Frank. Let's come to Daddy. <laughs> all right. So, as you said, we're going to be reviewing... The sequel to Hellraiser, Hellbound Hellraiser 2 tonight. And you guys are going to be helping us out with that, which I'm very excited about. And again, we're going to steal the Here's Johnny format because it works so well for us as a as a crew. But before we get into that, we got to do the usual. What have you guys been watching, reading, etc.? We'll start with uh, you, Larry. What have you been watching, reading, etc.? Sure. Finishing up Two Towers audiobook. I'm enjoying that. Almost nice. done with my Black Sabbath book. Um, have you nice. started listening yet? I was thinking about it today. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I still gotta do that. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I want other people's opinions. I asked him to watch four episodes of a cartoon. He will ask me to listen to four Black Sabbath albums. Not songs, not an album, four uh, what albums. What was the cartoon that you asked him to watch? Last Airbender. I've never seen it. I feel well, like you should watch episodes, the first four episodes. I feel like four episodes equals one album. Time well, wise. Time well, how, how, wise. Yeah, how long is the the episodes? But like it's twenty two it minutes. TV, probably. So yeah, it's like twenty two minutes. Okay, so two albums. So here's my thought with the four. <laughs> albums. Okay, the first four <laughs> albums are like peak Sabbath, and 
I guess when I thought it was like so less than an hour for each album. Okay. And like you can listen. You don't need to minutes. sit down and take notes. Like you can just like listen okay. while you're like going for walks or, or writing. I, I I figured it would be like background kind gotcha. of. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, because you said you wanted to discuss the albums, and I'm like, oh well, god, I'm your gonna favorite have to get scholarly with this. We don't, we don't need to break down the rhythm and like. Okay. Okay. I feel a little less overwhelmed by the excitement. If no, I, can I just want like you to vibe. I just want you to listen so we can sit okay, there and talk about okay. old school Sabbath. That's all. Okay. Okay. That feels a little a little better because I was like, oh god, am I gonna have to really get into? Because I'm not a music person's per se, you know. So. Yes. I don't know. Well, I'm, from I'm music. happy to clarify it because I, I am literally only looking for you to like listen to it so we can like talk about our favorite songs. Okay. And about okay. how rock music sucks compared to what it used to be. Okay. Now, Mars, have you watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? No. No. Okay. All right. I was wondering if you were gonna. I feel like you would like it, but I. Was... I hear it's good. I've just never it's seen excellent. It. But it starts off a little babyish, and so I was hoping someone could back me up. But by episode four, it's more of what it becomes okay. as opposed to the. Because I've tried, I tried the first episode once, mm-hmm. one time, and I was like, mm, not for me. Yeah, but that's if, fair. But, I mean, based on what you just described it as, if I just, like the 100, if I can make it through the first four, then it yes. gets good. And, and was I not right? Episode four is where that show pops off? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Mm-hmm, Breaking Bad's mm-hmm. very similar. You gotta get to like, the first like two episodes, and then after that, it's yeah. just heroin. Oh, I've been watching God. the television yeah. show, The Movies That Made Us, on Netflix. Nice, nice. It's so great. I, I was talking, we talked about it last night with Justin, and it's, the thing I like about it the most is just that it's it's not about the actors so much. It's about like the producers and the scripts, the script writers, and like the set mm-hmm. designers. And I, I find that really intriguing because I feel like when we talk about movies, or at least when like main culture talks about movies, it's all about the actors and stuff. And there's just so much more behind cinema than that. And yeah, I, I really like it. I actually got, I just started the Back to the Future episode before we start recording so i need to watch that i've watched the toys that made us but i haven't watched the movie it's really good us. rachel it's really season three is all pretty much all horror like aliens yeah. og halloween og friday mm-hmm. the 13th og nightmare on elm street and then mm-hmm. elf and <laughs> then one Cute. other one that surprised me oh night before christmas oh okay yeah so, i need to watch that yeah so it, it, and it's good it's, it's it's very feel good it's very funny uh and then video game wise i completed the pokedex in arceus Mm. Yeah, uh, that game was amazing. Nice. And then Destiny came out on Tuesday, and I'm grinding for the day one raid next Saturday. Okay. So, nice. And I'm avoiding Elden Ring until I beat the raid because priorities. Yes, Justin. You're just holding off as long as you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Marcy? What have you been watching? Reading playing whatever well i mean i'm reading a non-fiction book right now but it may as well be horror because it's the history of the colonization of australia jesus (laughs) i mean it's really it's uh i don't know i went through i go through really weird phases where i fixate on things Mm -hmm. and Mm. for some reason a couple years ago i got really interested in australia i have no idea why so i bought like this cool man I bought a book that was just a uh, history of the colonization. It's written really well, and it's based off of diaries and things. So it almost doesn't feel like nonfiction, but it it is nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a really interesting way of reading this history. I mean, it's horrifying because yeah, yeah, colonization, colonization, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But in actual yep. horror, like a month or so ago, I bought a little mini projector. For, Ooh. Yeah, and I haven't been able to use it because I haven't had the right, you know 
screen or whatever. And last weekend, finally used it, just kind of hung up a, a white sheet in my house and watched Antler. Oh, what did you think of it? I Ooh. liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Have you seen it yet? I've seen it. I have not. It's on my list. I've not gotten to it yet, but that is one that has been on my list for a little while. Gonna make you feel some things. Yeah. I feel oh, like that, that was a, It is. Uh, how was that watching it being from the Pacific Northwest? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched it with the lover, and we've been talking about our next camping trip and being the woods, and I was like, so, <laughs> Oregon woods? And he was like, yeah, we're doing it. But uh, I really was like, oh, yeah, there is Oregon woods. <laughs> There's also that part of you'll be lucky if you run into Sasquatch. You got a better chance. Sasquatch and now Wendigos. Yeah, yeah. Also methamphetamine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also meth heads wandering around in the woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. It really surprised me. Yeah. There's that reveal at the end with the face. Is such a cool visual moment. Yes. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, have you seen it yet? Nope. Okay. Well, I haven't spoiled anything for you. There's a face in it. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I know. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Spoilers oh, for everyone. Wait. There's a face this in the movie. This is the first time we've all gotten together. Justin and I just reviewed it. Um, I know Rachel saw it. Mars, did you have well, the pleasure? That's what I was going to talk about. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just thought about it. I didn't know. Mars, did you have the pleasure of watching the new TCM? No. It's on oh, Netflix. Man, you're missing out. You should, you should get on that. You're not wasting the layer. He is leading time. you astray. <laughs> Wait, what? What? The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre dropped on Netflix oh! this week. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet. You gotta watch it. It's really good. I know, and I feel so I feel so dumb. Cause I saw that Rachel had posted in the Discord about a uh, live watch yeah. or something for that. Yeah, we did a group. And watch I was like, oh, I yeah, I could totally fit. And it was I saw it the day after. <laughs> so oh, I was, no! <laughs> I was about to reply like, yeah, I'm in. And then I was like, and as per usual, I'm a day late. <laughs> All right. I will say nothing then. That's yeah, a shame. It's it was, really it's good. A great you should group definitely like, move it to the top of your list. Like, it's something that you've got Oh my God, experience. you're such a troll, Harold. <laughs> he just wants other people to be as excited as he was when there's people who knew the truth the whole time. Justin did. Justin did it before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So I will go next because the thing I was going to talk about was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sorry, steal your thunder. No, not at all. You guys haven't put that episode out, have you? Did I miss it? it? Comes I saw two thousand three. Yeah, oh, we okay. did it last cool, cool, night. Cool. Justin. Okay. It was it was a, it was one of the first times where Justin had to like calm me down. Really, I'm very curious why yeah. you hated this movie when it just essentially stole the plot of Halloween Kills. Oh, that is offensive. Uh, it's cool. factual. It's not factual <laughs> at all. by facts. I don't know what to tell you, my friend. No, we're going to leave Halloween kills the... to the side because I, I'm not engaging in that tonight. Why? Uh, they had the same plot with the final girl where they brought the final girl back and disrespected the fuck out of her. I would disagree 100%. I do not feel like... I, you I'm are just blinded gonna my feet by your fandom. Again, you this is why I didn't want to get into this fandom. tonight. It, 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 what that film, what TCM did, uh-huh. I'm not a big Chainsaw Massacre fan. That's not my franchise. I, I like it. I respect this place in the history, but... I mean, it's just not my real cup of tea. That movie pissed on everything that was good about the whole franchise. 
see, that's where I gotta. I, I have to bring up the point I brought up last night, and that is, other than the first movie, mm-hmm. TCM is not a great franchise. And again, what we did, we we definitely probably tackled the best two. So that could probably be why too, is we only did the first two, or what we deemed to be the best two, and we enjoyed. Like, both don't of them. you didn't get to see Baby Leatherface walking around with a pig's head on? No, I did not. But the, the yeah. thing that me and Justin really got into, and this is what really, really pissed me off about the movie, is that it seemed like whoever wrote it, which seemed it probably was Fetty Alvarez, just fucking hates everybody. He hates mm-hmm. Southern Texans, conservative. I mean, it's offensively both sides. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's where I used to. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't say it was, it, was, it was offensive. Like, it was like, you weren't mm-hmm. saying anything constructive. You weren't using horror as a media to try to, like, make a bigger point. You weren't critiquing things or building on anything it was just all over the place and it was shitty and it was just awful i felt and just not disagree on this point too is i felt some of the kills were like mean-spirited in particular the one of the beginning ones rachel let's not ruin it for mars oh the, just like the one that the one is with, the that is with them yeah okay got it like got that it, got one it, got really it. bothered me like that one just really, really felt like it was mean-spirited hmm and I, I just like I, I'm not the kind of person who pauses a movie. Like I usually sit through and watch it or whatever. I stopped it like five times just to bitch and moan. Really? And then what they did to Sally, like I know we disagree about what happened with Jamie Lee and Halloween kills, and it's fine. Like I will <laughs> I will revisit that once Halloween end comes out. I feel like we're building up to something and I'll leave it go at that. But what they did to the character of Sally to bring her back just to do what they did in this movie, mm-hmm. if I was a Texas Chainsaw fan, I would be riding. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about... I mean, they did the same thing to, to Laurie Strode. That's why I was... I don't have the same level of attachment to, to Sally Hardesty. So, like, I was more angry in terms of the larger pattern of the way that the slasher requel is essentially saying, here are your final girls. This has been sort of the one in for female horror fans to feel represented and feel powerful in this genre. And we're going to totally disrespect the fuck out of them. And so to me, you could tell that the movie had, like she had been tacked onto the plot of this movie following the popularity of 2018. Yeah. And I think it is incredibly telling that independently of one another, both of the writers of these movies decided what they wanted to do with their with their iconic final girls is to say, you are shaped by your trauma, and also, this story isn't about you, bitch, know your role. Yeah, and so, see, that's where you and I disagree about Laurie Strode, because Laurie Strode I mean, got mutilated, and she was in the hospital recovering, and she was trying to get out there, and her right, daughter died I don't have a problem stead. with her being in the hospital. I mean, I didn't love it because I wanted to, like, have time with the Strode women. Yeah. But my issue was the whole, like, it was never about you. That was all in your head. That's my issue. That portion of the plot. Again, we're getting the Halloween, but that, I, I do like that. And I think you could build upon that for later movies because for I me, it's more like... I don't think it's... I mean, anytime you tell a woman that her her trauma is invalid, it's shitty. I didn't take Whether it that you way. Build I, on it or, I mean, that's what they're saying. I disagree. I think they're saying that Michael does not care about Laurie Strode. Michael is literally just this monstrous person. It's not that Laurie Strode, what she went through was invalid. It's just that Michael, the, the boogeyman, doesn't give a like the boogeyman doesn't give a fuck about you. You might suffer from the boogeyman. But you don't see how that sidelines her from the, her own narrative. Again, I think we need to wait to see what happens in Halloween Ends because that will be the completion of the narrative. Are you nervous about the fact that her role has wrapped, but yes. the movie's still in production? Yes. Yeah. 
What about Karen? Do you still do you feel like that was handled well in Halloween? Um, Karen's or, character. I mean, was... honestly, I feel like all of the Strode women had a lobotomy between the two movies because all of them I, acted I, I totally will, against character. I will give you that in regards to, like, again, for me, I think how it felt to me was like we we kind of had Laurie Strode like recovering, like like she went through mm-hmm. hell. She thought she beat the guy. He's not down yet. And like she's like recovering both physically and mentally, but she's there's more fight for her to come. I felt in particular that Andy's character, Andy Magic, the one who plays the youngest Strode, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like they really like I will agree with you. They kind of ruined her character a lot. Taking back the boyfriend, yeah, and, they, I mean, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding so me? That one I, you want me to care about the plot? I mean, it's cool death, but like I. Yeah. Why am I supposed to care about her boyfriend getting Yeah, killed? and I, I do agree with you with that. Again, like, the, the person who would make me mad would be Michael or Lori. And again, we just don't agree about the Lori. Because, like, if Lori Strode is my final girl. So it's, it's why it's very, very interesting that we see it so differently. Because for me, it's more like, I think it's a really I mean, interesting. Because we've seen Michael hunt Lori. Like, we got that with Halloween H2O. We got a shitty yeah, fucking ending is... in Resurrection. For this, it's more like... Lori put her whole life around this one night, and for Michael, it wasn't anything. Yeah, that's shitty. <laughs> I, think I, that's I shitty. But, but, but Michael is meant to be this like boogeyman. Michael is meant to like it's not a personal thing. Like it, it never was for Michael, which I think is an interesting. It's like a shark. Like this, you don't you wouldn't expect Jaws to have an event. He does because his movies get really shitty against the Brody family, but like. That, and that's how I see it. Michael is a shark. Michael is an animal. Michael is a monster. And Michael does not care. Michael doesn't hold grudges. He, If you're in his way, he gets you. I think you care more about Mar- Michael than I do. You actually get something out of the Michael character. And he I, he is... Yes, Michael a, is the scariest. He's nothing to me. Yeah, and, he's and, and, nothing to me. Laurie Strode is the, mo- are, is the Halloween franchise for me. So, like, when you disrespect Laurie Strode, you leave me with nothing. Yeah. Nothing except for like, oh, I, mean, Halloween H2O I see we're writing this Halloween, article. We're so. writing this plot specifically for the part of the Internet that thought 2018 was too woke. Got it. Thanks. Again. Thank you for letting me know that I am not welcome in your franchise. Again, is I think it's I, I it's just so crazy because like usually you and I can at least like see what each other are saying. I I just I just can't get there on this one. This yeah. is just one where I just I, I don't see it that way. Like. If if Halloween ends continues what you're talking about and does it, that's fine. But I just don't see anything wrong with saying the boogeyman doesn't like. Of course, the boogeyman doesn't care about Laurie Strode. He is the boogeyman. He is he is ethereal. Right. He is more than that. And I think it's really interesting to see that Laurie Strode based her entire life, how she raised her daughter, how she was estranged from her family, solely based on that one night encounter. And that's why, like, I was really pissed off in TCM when Sally confronts Bubba and, like, they try to, like, do a similar thing. But Bubba's a monster, so or they were trying to tell me Bubba's a monster, it's a hateful thing. Like, if he's in the room with her, why would he walk by her? I don't know. Yeah, oh, no. this I'm not going to take up for the Sally Hardesty plotline. I think it's even more underwritten. Yeah. I feel like it's it's more just dismissive and it's It's shitty on that level. Yeah. But I don't think that that makes it. I think it makes it poor write, like maybe even worse writing. The writing it's underwritten, in, in this TCM movie is trash. The the but the kind of impact and sort of the takeaway is the same, in my opinion. Yeah, and and we're just going to have to accept that we don't have the same opinion on it because I again like yeah. if if Halloween ends, 
I just wonder if you would feel the same way if you watched this and it wasn't a Halloween movie. Your love of Michael gives you an in. If you were watching a different franchise, if the exact same movie played out and it was Leatherface, if you would feel the same way or if you would be with me. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's fair. But you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? It's just a movie. Let's move on. Except for the Uh, fact that... uh... I'll think a promising young woman joke, but we can move on. Oh, God. (laughs) If you had told me on January 1st of 2021 that my two most despised movies of the year would be Halloween Kills and Promising Young Woman, I would have called you a liar. They were like my two (laughs) movies I was most looking forward to. Yeah, and that's like two that movies rough. I like that the most, a... which is why it's just I know, so funny. it's so wild. <laughs> I, I, at some point, I need to get you to watch Violation, because to me, that's the best version of Promising Young Woman. But it doesn't have any sort of bubblegummy sort of aesthetic to it. It's just like raw and Oof. brutal. That would be rough. But it is rough, but not for the reason that you think. Okay. It's rough because it's all about the impact of trauma, but the actual rape part of the rape revenge is handled very very delicately okay it's again this weird parallel Mm -hmm. where there are scenes that take place in violation which are are a gender flip interesting okay yeah yeah it's really really interesting anyway yeah if you want to hear more of me rachel talk about things and argue you can listen to nick cage yeah, <laughs> we got into the Kim Kardashian, Kanye, Pete Davidson thing. Oh my god! Ooh. Did you see he, he brought out fucking Marilyn Manson on stage again? Uh, I have blocked Marilyn Manson on all social media, so I can't see him if he pops up. So, yeah, he is just on this campaign to rehabilitate the reputation of a serial rapist. My God, I don't know what to do with Kanye. I don't know what to do. I haven't what do you to do since that came out? Right, because you can put blockers and stuff up. So actually, it's... It feels like, you know, when people make jokes about how life is just a simulation that the aliens are running, (laughs) they're playing the game of The Sims. Do you remember playing The Sims and at some point you're just tired of it? So you're just tanking everything to try to make it burn out on its own? Yes. Take the the doors out of the house and let them wander around in circles. Take the ladders out of the pool, you know. Or in in, Roller Coaster Tycoon where you build the slingshot roller coaster to shoot it off the edge. (laughs) Yeah. It's going too yep. fast and not enough track. <laughs> yeah. We've removed all of the fences in our zoo tycoon and we're letting the animals run around with the people. That's what it feels like right now. God, you're so right. It does feel like it's spinning off of its fucking access. Everything is terrible. Like it's we, strange. Not just terrible. It's strange terrible. It is strange. Yeah. I mean, like, we finally were like, okay, we, we endemic. We are done with COVID for the most part. We're going to get back to life. World War Three. <laughs> yep. Well, you gotta get rid of the pandemic before you send people off the war. Steps. Good point, Clary. Oh. Good point. <laughs> you have. You are not wrong. <laughs> Justin, how's right. Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are you been up to, Justin? I put like twelve hours into Elden Ring in one day. Uh, Holy moly! Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think Larry is going to like it. Mostly because Good. of the soul. Good. It's not what I want to know. Ninety-hour game. You're gonna make him play. I think you're gonna well, hate it. Enjoy. So, <laughs> I honestly think it's mostly because I know how he feels about the soulsness of the the games. Fuck. And I mean, it's that, but a giant, giant open world. Like it's. Uh, I don't know. I personally love it, but I've also enjoyed the other dark souls games so yeah yeah it's got this like okay rachel have you played fallout 3 oh 
Hell yes. So you know that moment when you're like emerging from the vault yes. in Fallout 3 and it's yes. like awe-inspiring and breathtaking? Yes. Yeah, I have Call had that. Three is a top tier game for me. Yes, I have had that exact moment happen to me about four times. Really, where th- something just happens and you're just like, "Oh my god, the, what the?" I I'm trying to be a little vague because I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, uh, because it did just come out today, but uh, yeah. So if, okay, I've watched you play a lot of Souls games on Twitch. Yes. And the reason I never really, I mean, I tried playing Bloodborne and could not get into it. And it's Bloodborne like, I know people was love my least it and favorite one. Yeah. But when I watch you play it, there is something that is very empty about the, mo- the games. There doesn't seem to be any sort of life to them aside from you just like going grind, 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 grind. But I, I didn't, couldn't tell that there, if there was any real narrative. So if there I was will a loneliness to those games. Is the Elden is... Ring the same way? No. Or does it feel more lived in? It is definitely more lived in. Okay. It's not just brown. You're in brown town. Now you're oh, in gray town. No, like it is. It is <laughs> one of the most gorgeous games I have seen. Okay. Let's move forward. Sure. So like I said, we are going to be reviewing Hellbound Hellraiser 2 oh, shit, tonight. Thought, that way we were watching? Yeah. I, yeah. I did not watch that film. Let's wing it. Whoops, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to talk about this movie if you hadn't seen it? It would be so obvious. It would be so obvious. It would be so obvious. <laughs> and you would also think that everybody else had a major drug trip and you just weren't invited. Yes. Right? You'd be like, Leviathan? What? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so Larry, you did the background research on this one. I did. Us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this here movie film? Yeah, so I went a little bit differently with it. So I have a little bit of like the normal background that I do, but I also thought it'd be more fun to kind of talk about like trivia and stuff about the film. I think it's a little bit more interesting. Okay. Okay. So this is a direct sequel to the original Hellraiser. It came out a year later. It's directed by Tony Randall. It's his directorial debut. He was the mm-hmm. money guy behind the original Hellraiser. But our boy Clive Barker was busy doing a film that you and Justin, I think, recently did, right? Yep. Hatebreed? Not Hatebreed. That's a, that's a rock band. Oh, my God. Whoa. What a... <laughs> Nightbreed. 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 How may or may not end up being a lost episode. We'll I see. should not yeah. drink the crown. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it serves as a direct sequel to it. Pretty much the entire crew came back to to do it again. We have some casting changes. Mainly the big one was my favorite Cenobite. What was her name, Rachel? Lady? Mr. Nicoletta. Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that's what she's called. I know. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, it wait. made $12.1 million. And now... Wait, I wait, have... wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yes, hold on. Yes. You said most of, most of the cast and crew came back? Yeah. She was a different... She was different. That's why I brought her up. She was the biggest okay. uh, casting change. Okay. Well... Uh, Who do you think was a bigger casting change than her? Well, I know at one point in time, Chitters also changed. Who? Well, they changed his, uh, the Chat. design of, he get, yeah, they, they, gave Chatterer, they gave him eyes. Yep, that, yeah. that was one of the notes I had, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I'm just butting in when I should No, you in. should, I'll you just, should. I'll I think stop. it's fun. Uh, I do want to make a quick note because last time I skipped over somebody who was in a certain film and I got chastised. William Hope is an <laughs> actor in this film. He plays Dr. Kyle. Mm. But fans of a certain film might recognize uh-huh, him. Uh-huh. As he was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie we watched last week. That's what you're referring to, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> he was in James Cameron Aliens. He was Lieutenant Gorman. Mm-hmm. I wanted, Correct. I just wanted to really make sure that I did not skip over 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> Good luck it out. <laughs> I mean, the minute he showed up on screen, because I have not seen this since, like, I don't know, high school. Uh-huh. I was like, it's Gorman! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of uh, trivia notes, and then we can kind of just go from there. So an in-depth plot actually originally existed for Pinhead, but they actually cut the majority of that out and only kept mm-hmm. in the very opening thing where we see Pinhead become the lead Cenobite. But apparently we get more of Captain Spencer's backstory in Hellraiser 3. I think that's true. It's been a long time since I've seen the third one. Okay. The horn sound that we hear um, being made by Leviathan is Morse code for God. Mm-hmm. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, William Hope, who, like I said, plays the Dr. Kyle... They asked to come to set and watch him film one day. And that was the day where uh, the mattress scene took place. Oh, Uh, His mother-in-law was shocked, but his nephew said it's one of the best days of his life. I bet. I freaking bet. (laughs) (laughs) This film is tied with Titanic for the most times two characters repeat each other's names. Interesting. Tiffany and Christy, also obviously. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. This film was greenlit while the original Hellraiser was still in post production. Kenneth Cranham, I think that's how you say his name. He plays Shenard, Doctor Shenard. His involvement was due to his grandson pestering him to take up the role because he was such a fan of the original movie. Hmm. Tony Randall says the reason why the film comes across as so dark is because he himself was in a very dark mindset and with the way he viewed the world at that time. Man, imagine if you were making this today with that same mindset, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you Oof. thought you were in a dark place then. That's adorable. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have a much larger budget for this movie, but New World Pictures was struggling financially, so we actually got a pretty sliced down version of what the mm. budget was supposed to be. Chonard's name in the original script was Dr. Malahide. Uh, Chonard, though, is derived from Christian Bernard, who was the doctor who performed the world's first successful heart transplant. Oh. Nicholas Vince, he plays our guy Chatterer, received a hook to the jaw while filming the scene of his character being impaled. Yeah. Um, It's claimed the cameraman stopped filming just at that instant. Vince also requested his character have eyes to help him with his vision, so he didn't, like, run into things on the set. But a lot of fans hate the new design. They say it makes him look more like a rat. There was a scene with Chatterer which showed how he got his vision, but that was actually cut out of the final film. At around the hour 22 mark, Chatterer's original human form is briefly revealed in one scene to be a young boy. I think it's really, it was very, we talked about the plot, but it's very interesting to see that the lament configuration isn't just for the sexually perverted, exploratory. You never know. Adventurous. Adventurous. That's a good one. Michael McDowell <laughs> was originally slated to write and direct this movie, but he had to drop out for personal reasons. Roger Ebert, this film is on his most hated list of all time interesting the engineer was originally meant to appear but was deleted really i wonder why probably the budget cuts right because they'd have to like remake that Mm -hmm. yeah the film was banned in australia in the state of queensland um really years later the ban has been lifted and you can now access it on vhs or dvd or blu-ray whatever you choose imogen borman 
she is silent until we see Dr. Charnard as the Cenobite, where she says the word shit. And the reason why I, <laughs> I bring that up is the production crew behind the Leviathan tentacle that went into Cenobite Shonard's head specifically made the tentacle to look like a penis. Yeah, I mean, well, they're pretty they, dicky. Yeah, yeah, it was their explicit goal. They achieved that goal. Yeah, it was their explicit goal to make that look very phallic, so. Well, achieved, good job. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the, that's the big stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found some of that stuff really interesting. There's a doc- I did, too, yeah. There's a documentary that I didn't get mm-hmm. to watch, but I'm actually intrigued to watch about, just specifically about Hellraiser 2, and... I'll, if I find out anything more when we come back for Hellraiser 3, I'll, I'll share it then. You want to do the background again next time? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. Now, Justin, you have the 60-second synopsis. Are you yes. ready to unleash the beast? Yeah, I think I've timed it down to under 60 seconds, but we'll see how much, uh, right. how, how I actually do. Probably not great, but yeah, sure. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, that is exactly the can-do attitude I was looking for today. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> Although I, yeah, I understand the struggle. <laughs> All right. Tell me when you're ready. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Movie opens up and we see Pinhead turn into Pinhead. Krista, Christy, Kirsty, oh God, is Whoa. in a me- mental institution Whoa. right after Hellraiser 1, tells the cop to destroy the bloody mattress. Creepy doctor gets to the mattress, gets skinless Julie brought back from hell. Also, doctor is obsessed with a lament configuration. Hot doc sees Julia come back. Hot doc and her go back to bad doc's house and hot doc is killed by Julia and then Julia <laughs> knocks out Kirsty. Doc and Julia get Tiffany to unlock the little men. Everyone goes to hell. Bad Doc gets turned into a Cenobite. Frank shows up and dies. Bad Doc kills the Cenobites, attacks Kirsty and Tiff, but is killed because Kirsty wears Julia's skin. People are moving the mattress out of the Doc's house. They die, and then the the like pain column comes out uh, with like various movie uh, faces, and the vagrant from the first movie is on it. All okay. right. You did it with twelve was seconds like, yeah, to spare. Was, that was speed racer kind of. Yeah, I won't lie. I took, my, I took my headphones off, like, <laughs> to, to, so I didn't flood myself. That was amazing. That was amazing. People who who are really into this are EJing everywhere. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's talk about this movie, starting with. The plot. Marzi, what did you think of the plot of this film? <sighs> so I also am very interested to see what everybody else thought about this because I, I, I okay. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's definitely one of those things where I can't tell if the way I feel about it is the way I feel about it or if it's because my Hellraiser experience was so positive in mm. that I thought I was going into standard 80s horror movie and it was not that in any way and i really liked it and i was pleasantly very surprised um so i don't know if maybe i had a very high standard for what this movie was gonna be but the plot for me barely made sense if i mean (laughs) (laughs) all right that Uh, band-aid's off we can go into it we can go into it now the the thing is is it for me it very loosely followed up on the it felt, okay 
I'm trying to figure out how to. It felt like it definitely felt like a follow up to the first movie. You know, it did feel like a progression of things that we saw in the first movie. We get more of the Cenobite background, but it felt like the time investment versus progression scale was not balanced. I don't know. I, I maybe it was just me, but I couldn't follow a lot of the motivation for a lot of the plot points in this movie. Things kept happening and I was like, wait, what? Wait, why? Wait, what? For a lot of this movie. So I was kind of, I don't know, maybe, is it intellectually above me? I don't know, but. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but I had a hard time following some of the uh, motivations behind the plot points. And for the most part, it was kind of like, I see how this is a sequel. I, I, I see the connective tissue. I see how we're progressing things that we learned in the first movie and we're learning more about those things. But it also seemed to be a lot of, well, here's the elements that everybody liked about the first one. Let's just do that again, kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but that's how it felt. It was just sort of like, and this is a sequel. Okay. I, I mean, I I, <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and I think <laughs> they really tried to shove, like, too much into this movie. Like, they wanted each person to have, like, their own thing going on which is you know understandable but i i don't think it really fit like i think they need to decide what storyline they want to like not even what storyline but like they need to figure out one and then start working on the other story exactly i felt like sorry i felt the no i i'm sorry i'm cutting you off i got excited i (laughs) feel the exact same way because they didn't even nail down who the big bad was really because they kept just sort of introducing more villains and then some of them weren't villains and then they were villains and i don't really know so like but it i, did I feel... have a question why was frank in the movie why he, he was in it for two seconds and right just to be like remember frank i and remember that was... how horny i was <laughs> i mean i think he exists for julia's arc okay yeah i can see that okay fine yeah but maybe I don't know. It, but maybe also, I remember just... how horny he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I just I felt like they tried to do too many things, maybe, or I don't know. It was it was a mixture of we need to do a certain number of callbacks, but also we want to do new stuff, but also we, you know I don't know. It felt like a lot, and it felt hard to track what our motivational motion through the movie was for me. Not only that. But I think just in general, it was hard to keep track. And I, I think that does have to do with like, okay, yes, they're in hell. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But I, I, I think there could have been better ways to like help people like myself who just like <laughs> to sit down and watch a movie, uh, like follow, follow even like the basic storyline. Same. That's how I felt too. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I was really worried going into this. I also was, and I was like, I don't know, am I dumb or something? Like, I'm just no, not getting a lot excellent. of this. <laughs> okay. How about how about you, Laryl? What did you think? I mentioned a little bit about how the way I feel about sequels is usually like, why are we doing this? And I think when a sequel is good, it's usually when you get the same writer, you get the same kind of cast and crew to come back and do it again. So that being said, I actually really liked Hellraiser 2. Plot-wise. I thought I was gonna be the sole liker. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, um, oh my like... god, we have fully switched teams. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> oh, what? 
Granted, I, I don't think it's as strong as the original. Like, I don't. No. Like, it, it definitely no. doesn't have that same kind of pull the original had. And I gave the original's plot a ten, right? But in this one, I like how we're finding out that the Lament configuration is kind of this known entity amongst the bad people of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, how this doctor has been trying to find his way and trying to find the configuration, how to figure it out. And he's using these patients as a way to do that. I like, and I'm actually really sad because I know that it doesn't maintain this. Um, I think that Julia as the big bad, as the villain, mm-hmm. is really interesting. I know you guys said you didn't mm-hmm. like Frank popping back up, but like Rachel said, I thought it was a really nice way to continue the character progression of Julia forward. Like to kill the man who got her here um, and to kind of close that chapter for herself. Like it's so brief and it's so brutal that like that section is just done for her now, which I, I did like. I like the evolution of Kirsty. 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 Yeah. There is some muddling. Like I don't understand. Like there, for me personally, I feel like there was no reason why we were introduced to Pinhead's backstory. I understand. I, I know from my my what I was doing in the background, there was intent of diving into it more, but they cut a lot of it. I think they should have cut all of it because there was no need for it. You could have just done. You already heard the third one. <laughs> Oh, God. And, and that's what I'm saying is like for me, the characters who I like the most are Kirsty mm-hmm. and Julia. Mm-hmm. And I think I lose both of them in the next movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember if they even come back. In I think Kirsty shows up in a much later one. I do like Leviathan. I liked how they made it very Lovecraftian instead of like like mm-hmm. a like a demon like we kind of know demon or something yeah it was just this mm-hmm. pinnacle i don't know i guess i wasn't sure what to expect i would my, my expectations were a little bit lower like it's hard it's hard to be as good as the og yeah and it's the reason why we're making a sequel right because the original is so good you're trying to recapture that magic in the bottle and very few films ever reach that height like you can argue back to the future 2 godfather part 2 I don't think this is better than the original, but I do think that it is a very, it was a fun movie that I feel like I could watch original Hellraiser and this one back to back and feel like I'm in the same universe, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is okay. big. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll agree with that. It does continue itself nicely. I just, I personally don't like the way the story was threaded together. Sure. I like the story. I just don't like how I feel like it needed to be more. Well, see, it's hard because it. it I would like it to be more clear, but also it is all a bit like hell and love love crafty elements to it, and like like we don't Mm -hmm. really know answers. So like I, I want expecting like it to be laid out. And but again, that's my own personal pref. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed this quite a bit. And to be fair, this is something that I watched a lot when I was younger. And so I have an affection for this. So I'm trying to be objective. But in all honesty, I know that my earlier appreciation of this movie uh, has something to do with why maybe why I liked it. I will say, though, what was interesting is watching it again after all these years, I had a very different sort of response to Julia. Whereas I don't think I really can, not that I didn't connect with her, but I don't think I... I was very invested in Kirstie and I still am. I really like Kirstie. She's one of my all time favorite final girls, sort of, I guess you could call her final girl. 
But watching Julia's arc and having watched these back to back was really interesting to me this time. Yes. I think I just respond strongly to female antiheroes. And she kind of, even though, yes, she becomes the queen of hell, if you think about where she was in the first film, where she was sort of this disillusioned housewife that just was so unhappy she would do anything, even murder, just to feel passion and alive again, you know, to the queen of hell who has all this agency and sexual empowerment in the second one, I just really, really invested in that character and really enjoyed her arc a lot. And I get why Frank coming out of nowhere could seem like on one hand, he's sort of a boogeyman for Kirsty, yep. but then Julia steps in and she's like, she, she repeats to him the same thing essentially mm-hmm. that he says to her when he stabs her and then kills her in the first movie, but she gets to tear out his heart. Like she teared yeah, out his heart. It was the throwaway nature of it too when she did it. Like, yes. Like, I don't know. Like, yes. like I, I wonder if like if I had seen this as a kid, like before, like I had like, I guess really thought about these things on a deeper level, if it would have the same impact, but watching it now um, for the first time too, I really like the character of Julia and I'm really disappointed that this is the end of that journey for me because. So my understanding is she did not want to come back and do another film. That's what I saw too. Yeah. Yeah, Which made me feel a little bit better about it. (laughs) So I really love the world building that happens in this one. I love the introduction of Leviathan the labyrinth obviously it's like matte paintings and stuff but the part of me that grew up watching labyrinth over and over again that has the same sort of look to it when we're you know Mm -hmm. i i I found that charming and we've talked about that before sometimes special effects from this era that don't necessarily hold up have a kind of charm to them because there's a practical nature to them i don't know so i i actually liked the whole labyrinth stuff i did too and you know conceptually i thought it was really interesting and i thought this had I liked both the villains, both Julia and I thought Dr. Ch- is it Charnard? Charnard? Char- yeah, something like that. It's close yeah. enough. Yeah. I thought he was an interesting villain. I-, I And his sort of, that he went from being Frankenstein to Frankenstein's monster yeah. was kind of an interesting arc. I don't know. I I, I think this, this franchise, one of the, its, at least these earlier ones, one of the best things about it is it has these really complex, strong female characters and that carried over into this one. So I, I connected with it on that level. Yeah. That being said, I know that I'm somewhat blinded by the fact that this was a slumber party staple. So take it with a grain of salt. All right. Visual. Let's talk about how this movie looks. Oh shit. Fuck. I do this every time. All right. What are the, what, what would you give this Mars? Six. Oof. All right. Yeah. It's going to be a rough night. (laughs) (laughs) I am also a six because Again, it is going to be a rough night for anybody who likes That's fair. That's fair. How about you, Larry? I gave it an eight. Again, definitely a significant step down from the original, but basically because I was like so expecting to really just not like these and for it to not be as sexual as I was like kind of fearing. And how was the Frank room for you? I mean, I thought that was really interesting. I I actually thought that was really clever. Like about how like he was just this like sexual deviant right but his hell is that the deviancy is all around him but he can't access it i thought that was clever yeah i liked that mm-hmm. yeah. poor guy just went no yeah yeah i'm i'm with you i'm giving it an eight i think it's it, it is not as good as the first one but i still think it's pretty i like it a lot so i'm gonna give it an eight. the worst part is is i know where we go from here <laughs> right i'm like what are you gonna give the next one dude? you gotta oh. leave some room <laughs> It's yeah. not going to get much better from here out. You got <laughs> you got to have that lower half of the scale. <laughs> oh, I, oh boy. Ooh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> now we can move forward. Visually, Marzi, do you have any thoughts about the visual presentation of this film? Okay, so I thought much like the first Hellraiser, the the effects were really good. I really loved the effects in this one as well. I didn't see an effect that I liked as much as Frank being reborn out of the uh I don't know floor. if I ever will. Fair. That was so cool. Yeah, I don't think I ever will. Extraordinary. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that is just I think I think that's it. I think that's the best effect I will ever see. And I am happy with that. But I mean, I thought the effects in this were really cool. I loved when the Julia suit slipped off of Kirsty, mm-hmm. And I loved that reveal. I thought that was so cool. Again, like you, Rachel, I also understand that the labyrinth was a matte painting, but I still loved it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's nostalgia or what, but I loved the scary never-ending hell labyrinth that... You know, and they keep making those references to each, everybody has their own personal hell and just looking at this thing and imagining that it's all these personal hells in this labyrinth. And I loved the Leviathan. A lot of this visually I still really enjoyed because it did really remind me of Hellraiser. I may not have loved the plot very much, but visually I still really liked it. How about you, Justin? Do you have anything nice to say about it? Yeah, no, I actually, I think this is where Hellraiser probably... I, I unfortunately I don't remember much uh, visually from the rest of the the series, mm-hmm. but from what I am remembering, I think this is somewhere where Hellraiser is always strong. I mm-hmm. think it always is very visually striking, mm-hmm. and I mean I think it's here too. Obviously, yes, we're we're not going to get the Frank thing, but uh, skinless Julia was really fucking awesome. Amazing. Yes. Skinless Julia was this film's version of frank coming out of the floor mm-hmm. it looked really cool and i can't think of anything that stood out that was like bad about it i i honestly i just think it was good so i want to say anything that would so it was bad about it justin but one thing that did stand out to me and i think you'll be able to understand this reference and maybe rachel and mars will did cenobite Chenard look like ivan news to you oh my god <gasps> Oh, oh my god. god. I see it now. Oh, it? Ivan. I, Ivan Von Ooze. <laughs> it might be making us too young for, for Rachel. All right. Just say old. <laughs> it's fine. Have you did you see the Power Ranger movie? The live action Power Ranger movie back in the day? Oh yeah, okay. I mean the I first one. No, no, I did not, but he has a little like tentally coley crowny guy on his head, right? Uh here. Copy link address. Oh Justin's got it. It's like a horn, <laughs> isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I don't know what that's going to take you to, but I just Google image search. Oh, yeah. It's his. Right. Uh... It's going to be butts. I know it. <laughs> yeah, that's Ivan News. Yeah, doesn't it look like Chenard? I can see it. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, yeah that's I all can I can that. see. But like, yeah. it, but it wasn't bad. Again, similar to what I said about plot is that this is a sequel, and I feel like sequels go three routes. It's a continuation, and it's fine, but it just doesn't meet the original it supersedes the original or it's just trash this is just a step below it's good it's enjoyable and the special effects too for me it felt like the lost world jurassic park og jurassic park is a very special movie i guess the first time we got the cg with the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. the practical effects and all that went into it and they did similar things to the lost world but that magic just isn't quite there. We never get the Frank coming out of the floorboard scene. The Julia resurrection scene is graphic and gory and awesome. When she's bandaged up and that twist between the macabre and like the sexual happening was also really interesting mm-hmm. too. It just feels like it's a step down from what we had before, if that makes sense. 
I, I still really like it. I also feel like we're missing Clive Barker's hand behind the camera. I feel like he did something in particular with his female characters that's just not present in this movie. I can't really put my mm. finger on it. Like the way Julia and Kirsty in particular are framed throughout the movie, I feel like there was something about how it was done in Clive Barker's way that it's not really present here. And I don't, I just can't put my finger on it, but it's just a vibe I'm getting. Interesting. I'll have to like go back and look. Is it because they actually use the final girl from the first movie? Huh? No, nobody. Never what? mind. No, but never mind. Never mind. Is this mind. a TCM commentary? Well, <laughs> it was more of a commentary on Halloween Kills, but yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. I, 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 I did not pick it up. I apologize, Justin. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Leave me alone, like, guys. I was really trying to be like, why would that affect the framing? Huh? <laughs> oh, so I was like, what, what do you mean? Did I miss something? But no, like again, I still liked it. I think I think it's really cool. It's gore in a way that doesn't turn me off because I me, mean, Justin knows we just read TCM. A lot of times, gore. Doesn't... What he's saying is it turns him on. <laughs> I mean, this would hey, be your the words one. not mine. Your words not mine. A lot of times, words are not mine. Skin is joyous, but pretty this, hot. I feel like yeah. So that's my thoughts. There you go, <laughs> Justin. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought in terms of the skinless suit, I thought it was a step up. I think Julia looks incredible. All the detail of the musculature and just how sticky gooey she is. It looked a little more real and a little less rubber suity. I well, thought. And I think it's because it's more like front and center, right? Like yeah. Frank is. And they had more budget. You know, yeah. like that. the original was made to be like a direct-to-video schlocky kind of movie that just turned out to be amazing so it went to theaters even though they didn't have as much money this time you know they had more i think and you can see it in those prosthetics i think i don't know i think it looks incredible i also love i know you guys think he looks like a what is it Ivan power Ivan ranger Ooze. or something okay i've been but i think all of the sort of stop action animation of his implements on his fingers and stuff was really really cool Oh, uh, we weren't saying it's oh, bad. Yeah. It's just, hey, he reminded us of this guy. Yeah, it, it, gotcha. it is, I, I see that, and immediately it's just, oh, oh, I wonder if uh, the guy who designed Ivan News watched this movie. Maybe. This is his little kinky <laughs> Easter egg for you. So I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed the little montage of Pinhead's transformation, even if you don't necessarily like that we get the backstory of him, the actual transformation. He's just when not interesting. Cut. He's the least interesting of all the Cenobites. I don't get it. Like, Doug Bradley's performance is cool, but I don't get why that's the one people fixated on. I don't understand. I mean, I wonder if it's because we've all seen him before and versus if you had seen him for the first time, you'd be, like, totally mm-hmm. intrigued. I don't – maybe? I don't know. I do think he's pretty great in the first one, but I'm, I am more interested in Julia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or Chatter. I, I, think, but, I think the other Cenobites are more interesting than him. I don't know. Like especially the kid, yeah, you have a kid Cenobite. Like, let's let's talk about him. Oh, that reveal! What in what in Surprising? what in Toy Story <laughs> heart did this kid do? Is he is that Sid? Yeah, I mean, he may have been someone who accidentally opened the box. Like, Chris that's what I'm saying. It's so much movie. more interesting. It's so much more interesting. But I don't know. Whatever. I agree. It could, like you said, Rachel, it could just be the fact that I'm coming into this way late in the game, and maybe I would feel differently mm-hmm. if I watched it or had some kind of attachment to it. I'm just I'm theorizing. I don't I don't disagree with you. I hadn't really thought about it. He's just sort of an icon of the genre, mm-hmm. so I hadn't really thought about it. But I'm wondering if that would be part of it. It wasn't shocking to see him because we've seen him a million times. 
Whereas the first time you watch it, this dude comes out and with his, his like, perfectly all different. over the place too. Exactly. So the, like when you get to see him, there's none of that first time shock of seeing him. That's a totally out there theory. I have no, no, nothing to back it up except for just, I wonder, but yeah, so I thought this movie in terms of the visuals, like you said, it's one of the strongest elements. The aesthetics of the genre are so unlike anything else mm-hmm. at that time compared to like every other sort of slasher or whatever was sort of the mainstream at the time. He's just so the the entire aesthetics, not just Pinhead, but across the board, are just so out there mm-hmm. that it it just as a franchise, it kind of just the aesthetics are mwah, love him. So I'm going to give it a high score because I'm remembering that we score these. But I'm going to start with you, Mars. <laughs> what is your score? Uh, my score for visual is an eight. All right, Justin. I actually gave it a ten. I think that while we don't get the Frank coming out of the floor, everything in this movie really does stand out. And like, I'm also for the uh, labyrinth looking, uh, you know, oil painting background. Yeah. I don't know. Something <laughs> yeah. about it is just like, it makes me, <laughs> makes me feel good. I don't know. I think Hellraiser is like where it stands is like in its visuals. And I think mm-hmm. from what I am remembering, that holds true for the majority of series mm-hmm. yeah yeah they lean into it <laughs> yeah. yeah not always for the best but yeah yes i i just was looking for pictures to send you and i saw the two terrible snipes from the next one you know what i, I know you know what i'm talking about right uh I, i'm trying to think of a way to say it without saying it um you know and i know <laughs> we all know You're those yeah. who know know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, we're about cool. to get into weird territory, guys, by the way. All right, so what's your score, uh, Larry? Uh, I gave it an 8. I gave the original Hellraiser a 9. I feel like this is still really good. There are things I like about it, but I don't think anything in here surpasses the Frank transformation. So that's where I put it. Nice. I'm giving it a 10. So let's move on to the audio. Parzy, why don't you lead us off? I mean, much like Hellraiser, I love... Kirsty and Julia. And Frank. Don't forget Frank. <laughs> Very much. Oh, and Frank for his standout performance in Hellraiser 2. No, I'm making uh, love for Julia oh. and Kirsty. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yikes. When he's like fully ready to uh, oh, get kids. it on with his niece. From his niece, you know? <laughs> oh my god when that happened i'm not kidding i'm watching this movie the love is sitting next to me he's never seen hellraiser this is his oh, first no! introduction to hellraiser altogether oh, no! and that happened and i went you are blood related and he was like what is this movie about <laughs> <laughs> amazing just watching someone watching hellraiser 2 as their first experience of hellraiser was also interesting yeah <laughs> he had, uh, that's a weird place to kind of dip into to the jump franchise. in yeah yeah. Yeah. Performance wise, though, I mean, I love Kirsty. I love mm-hmm. Julia. I love that Julia. I mean, Julia in the first one may have started out in that, as that unhappy housewife position, but definitely, you know, like there's that whole scene where she's watching, was it wrestling and drinking whiskey? And it's just like, mm, I've seen worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like that that kind of attitude carried through where all of a sudden she's like, and now I'm the queen of hell kind of thing. Right. I liked that. Kirsty, I don't know if it's just because I kept thinking Hellraiser, but I felt like, I don't know if I just didn't recognize more progression in her character, but she just kind of seemed 
the same throughout the movie. She was just constantly scared through the movie and running. And so I kind of, I just didn't see, I don't know. I like the character and I like the performance, but it just sort of felt more like one of your standard 80s movies where she was just scared and running for most of the time. And I don't know. I wasn't really blown away like I was in the first one. Mm-hmm. And again, it might be context in that watching the first one, I was expecting, I was expecting an average 80 movie and I didn't get that. And then going into Hellraiser 2, I was expecting Hellraiser 1 again. And maybe my, maybe my bar was too high. I don't know. But there wasn't really anything in this movie performance wise that really blew me away the way Her- Hellraiser did. Fair enough. Well, maybe that's just me. No, I mean, that's fine. It's your opinion, and that's what I want. How about you, Justin? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I, I like Julianne Kirsty. I think they did a great, fantastic job. Pinhead always does a fantastic job. I didn't really like Hot Doc or a New Doc. I don't hmm. know their ca- I don't remember their characters. And Kyle, Kyle and Ivan I really did. Kyle, no, keep it easy. Kyle, what? Kyle and Ivan News. <laughs> that way you can keep them separate. Oh, I see. Oh, so oh, to keep it easy. I thought you said you. you I thought you were telling me to keep it no. easy. Take uh-huh. it, take it down a notch, Justin. Yeah, geez, <laughs> Calm down, sir. Yeah. Sorry, you're getting a little hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Other than, I mean, the standouts from the first movie. I don't think we got anything super interesting out of any of the other characters. I actually, really <laughs> did did not like Tiffany, mostly because for the last tenth of the movie when she was actually talking all she was saying was Kirsty and yelling it there was nothing outstanding here for me how about you sorry everybody apparently (laughs) no it's fine it's fine i mean i didn't make the movie and it's not aliens so we're good Julia's a standout performance. I'm not sure yeah, if it's this the, is Julia's the hair party. change or the fact that she's no longer tied to Frank. She's kind of her own thing. I, I love it. I, I did a little bit of research into her, and apparently she went on to win a lot of like Broadway mm-hmm. recognition in England, mm-hmm. whatever the, their their version of it is. West End of the, of the or Tonys, whatever. Yeah, whatever that version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really find her performance to be like almost mesmerizing. I do think that Kirsty had a little bit less agency in this one. I think towards the end, she kind of picks it up a little bit. But at the beginning, she definitely feels a very Laurie Strode in Halloween too. Trapped at the hospital, not really able to like kind of be herself yet. But it, it comes back and fixes itself. Kyle is like a very pointless character, really. We get a little bit of background on Tiffany, um, but I feel like her character just isn't really fleshed out well for what she's there for. I know she's like, Shenard found her to be his puzzle master, but I feel like we could have done more with it. And I also feel like, let's go back to plot, but Shenard's performance when he becomes Ivan Ooze is so robotic, like the robotic, like shaky laughter that, that he has and all that stuff. It doesn't work for me. And maybe it's because I wanted to see more of Julia and instead we get him, and I think his performance is far weaker than hers. That could be it too. And then I just want to reiterate again, is that like I think all the Cenobites are really cool. I think the performances are really awesome. It's just, if I was going to put him in rank order, I think I would have Pinhead at the bottom. Like I think he's just the least 
intriguing, especially after the transformations. Like after they get killed and get turned back over, I, I'm I'm more interested in everybody else because he just seems like sad, especially when they transform him back and he's there and he looks at Kirsty or whatever. He seems sad, and this is like this is the person that everyone's in love with and obsessed with. It's weird. I'm not I'm not like crapping on Doug Bradley. It's just. I mean, I would put Butterball at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> but justice for Butterball. I, I, I see Josh Kirby in him <laughs> for whatever that for whatever that is. It's uh, I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think we've all said how much we enjoyed Julia, and I think mesmerizing is the right world, word. She carries this movie. Mm-hmm. I like you. Wish we had gotten more, but I, I'm glad we got this. Right. Like this movie really leaned into exploring her psyche and gave her a level of nuance that I was not expecting, especially from our villain character. And I think a big part of it is actually the performance. I think the actor brings a ton of pathos to this character. And there's also a bit of sort of glee to her, whereas Frank was always terrified he was going to be brought back and had this kind of sociopathic desperation to him. Like, she is having the greatest time and there's something kind of awesome and subversive about that especially considering we do have a final girl you don't see you know uh, typically your sort of slashers or your monsters having the best time and so she kind of breaks that mold in ways i think are are really interesting there is a strange feminism to these movies that i don't think i ever picked up on before we rewatched them I agree that Kirstie doesn't get as much to do, which is a shame because I I do really like her as a character. But I do think that she gets to grow from being someone, or or maybe not grow, but she gets to reiterate that she is kind of a brave, heroic character. The way that she goes to hell, the way she saves Tiffany, those things are in keeping with the pieces of her we got to see in the first one and I think is developed a little bit more. Maybe not in the same way that Julia just eats up the scenery and steals every scene. But there is some progression in that character there, and I would have liked to have seen more of her as well, yeah, it, unfortunately. It, 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 familiarly, like the OG Halloween, too. It's just like, yeah. we're getting a lot of our villain, which, and this is Julia, and that mm-hmm. one is Michael, but in here, the final girl kind of takes a backseat until the final arc. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I just, I, I think maybe part of it for me was that I got too distracted by the writing. Mm-hmm. In that we got a lot of lines in this one, like in the first Hellraiser, again, like I've said a million times, expecting the standard 80s horror movie. But in this one, I kind of got a little bit more of the standard horror 80s movie where when Julia kills Kyle and then says to Kirsty, you've always had great taste in men. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. this is the first man of Kirsty's, and he wasn't even her man. Wait, yeah. Oh, that you've yeah. Eaten, yeah. Ivan Ooze you know, had a like, lot of really uh, one liners there yeah or or uh when kirstie's going into the hell version of her house and she tells tiffany like if i'm not back soon get out of here and it's like lady what do you think we've been doing for the last 30 minutes i don't know how to get out of here (laughs) you know yeah and so i think maybe i got distracted by some of the cheesier 80s movie Mm -hmm. lines and just kind of it's camp yeah there we are okay i remember you know but so I don't I don't know. So it might not be necessarily the performances, but it was just what they were having to perform that kind of killed it for me a little bit. You know, like just hearing lines that I'm like, that's a standard 80s movie line. 
even though it doesn't necessarily make sense mm-hmm. in the context, but there it is. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I enjoyed the camp of the doctor a little bit. I don't know. But I can also see if, if camp does not work for you, he's not going to work for you. I also thought the score in this one was really, really great. I went back and it, it has this, it doesn't have, it doesn't obviously reach that level of iconic score. The minute you hear it, you know it. But I do think that it is really atmospheric. It has sort of this mixture of operatic and fantastical that really fits this kind of, I don't even know. It's not otherworldly. I can't quite put my finger on what the adjective is, but it, it really fits into sort of this strange metaphysical world building that we do. You feel like you are in another world and another magical realm when you hear this and that it's a dark place when you hear the score. I would definitely recommend going back and listening to it a little bit. It's one of the stronger ones that we've had in a while, you know, that we've heard in a while. I think it takes some of those, the cues from the first movie and then just kind of goes bigger with it, which is sort of in keeping with the movie itself in terms of the way that it really leaned into the world building. Mm-hmm. So I really like the score of this. I'd agree with, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So let's do the scores. Mars, what is your audio score? Uh, I'll give it a six. Okay. How about you, Justin? I'm piggybacking that six. And Larry? I give it a seven. All right. I'm going to give it an eight because on, on Julia alone, essentially. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm piggybacking that six title. You're saying. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> Gross. All right. Fair. fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, how scary was it? Justin, why don't you go first this time? So I'm trying to be delicate about this. I I feel like there's a certain like nuance to the first movie that I think definitely made it scarier than this movie. That's not to say that I don't think Hellraiser 2 is scary because I do think there are some things. I mean, you got the guy cutting himself open because he wants to get all the like worm or the uh, not worms. uh, um, Thank you. Maggots off of him. There's less, I guess you could say, like, scary stuff here. It's more like body horror, but that works for me. I I, I just don't think it has, like, the slow, or not even really slow, but, like, there was a certain touch I feel like was missing from this movie. And I guess, Larry, you kind of nailed it on the head when you said uh, Clive Barker, right? Like You can tell that he might have written it, but his passion or whatever, whatever he was doing behind the camera in the first one, there's just something different. And you feel it missing here. Yeah, absolutely. That being said, the one thing I remembered from this movie from when I watched it as a child was Julia coming out of the bed. Because Why? it's terrifying. <laughs> also boobies nonwithstanding. Like it was terrifying. <laughs> I think that this movie work like the the scariness of this movie works. I just don't think it works as good as the first one. Okay. How about you, Marcy? I mean, so I think every time when the how scary was it question comes up, I always talk about the real world implications of things and they scare me. And I mean, we do pretty much open the movie with, oh, a cop got scared and shot blindly into (laughs) a room. What? It's In what universe? It's uh, art imitating life, right? I was like, (laughs) oh, wow. uh, Uh, (laughs) yeah Uh, that's more accurate than you want to believe yep and then we get the asylum where there's the secret basement 
where patients are being mistreated and tortured and things like that. So there are definitely like uh, real world elements to this that are scary, but as compared to the whole movie that those aspects, I feel like were minimal compared to what the rest of the movie is about. So it definitely wasn't as scary as the first one. I do feel like rather than scary, it was more just visually icky. Which I enjoy. That's not a negative description at all. I definitely enjoy the gore and the way it was handled and things. But yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't think it was as scary as Hellraiser 1. Hellraiser 1 definitely scared me more than this one. Yeah. It's not as scary as the first one. And I also think it is more... It might just be the Clive Barker of it, but I guess since I don't... So we don't have a scene that rivals that Frank transformation. Julia's is really cool but it's not on the same level as Frank. The Cenobites provide nothing new, and the new Cenobite we're introduced to is laughable, with the giant penis coming out of his head and looking like Ivanus. This doesn't work for me. The only person who I cared about throughout this entire movie is Kirsty, in regards to like, her like mortal soul, right? Um, and I never really felt like she was in any danger. This one was definitely a huge step down for me, because the Cenobites weren't intimidating to me in this movie. They seemed kind of blah to be really, really honest. Oh, I agree with you. Leviathan was cool, but for me, Lovecraft is more of like trippy than it is scary. This one was a, a huge step down for me from how the first one made me feel. So I remember back watching this before I was a husk of a person. When <laughs> things that were scary actually scared me instead of me just desperately chasing that dragon. And I think Justin nailed it when he said a lot of the fear of this movie comes from body horror. And I think if I'm rating this movie for this crowd of people, it's not very scary. But for someone who maybe has not seen a lot of horror or experienced a lot of body horror, I, I remember this thing being not just scary, but something we talked about. It was legendary because back then you could only get the theatrical cut. And so... You ha we hadn't seen the scene where the guy has the razor blade and is like cutting the bugs off of himself. That's the unrated version that is now everywhere and you can't really get the theatrical anymore. We would talk in like hushed tones about what that would look like. So I think this movie is actually pretty scary if you're not dead inside like I am. And I think it presents you with a lot of unique body horror. Things have definitely copied it, but I don't know if they did it quite as successfully. So I I'm going to give this a decent scary score but obviously does it scare me now no <laughs> no this this score is always so tough for me i struggle with this more than any of the other ones and i know i say that every no time. i agree this is always right. and it's always usually a make or break too so yeah well i mean i don't think this is going to get based on half the half the audience in the skin <laughs> are, like, <laughs> are like basically giving this movie a fart noise score <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, let's hear these numbers. Marzi, what's your score? Four. All right. Justin? I gave it a three and a half. All right. Lerald? I gave it a seven. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Seven. That's a good score. That's Yeah, that's me too. All right. So, two. Am I broken inside? <laughs> no. You know, some people like this movie. Some people like Halloween Kills. It's, we're all I crazy. I, I don't like, okay. I, I don't like <laughs> Halloween Kills, though. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. It's fine. We're oh, okay. all... Oh, okay. <laughs> so review the, review the scores for plot. I gave it an 8. Justin gave it a 6. Rachel gave it an 8. Mars gave it a 6. For cinematography, I gave it an 8. Justin and Rachel gave it 10s. And Mars also gave it an 8. 
For audio, I gave it a 7, Justin gave it a 6, so did Mars, and Rachel gave it an 8. And for how scary, I gave it a 7, so did Rachel, Justin gave it a 3.5, and, and Mars gave it a 4. That gives it a Stream Queen final score of a 70%. At 4 comparison, right. OG Hellraiser got an 88. Yeah, that's not, that feels right. That feels right to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's 10% less good. Although, the Julia of it all. Oh, it's good. Good. So, Marzi, and actually all you guys, well, I'll, I'll open this question up to all of you. If you were going to revisit this film and you wanted to partake in an adult beverage mm. to pair with it, what would you pick? Okay, so I already had mine, but it's uh, negative. So <laughs> I apologize in advance. <laughs> What's it's it going to be? Because I, I normally, when, when I do this, I pick something that kind of reminds me of the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this movie reminded me of, because, I mean, it's not news that I love myself a good whiskey soda. That's probably my, it's, it's my favorite mixed drink. Mixed drink, I guess. But this movie kind of reminded me of a whiskey soda when your club soda has gone flat. And you're like, well, <laughs> I may as well finish it. And I don't have anything else. So it's still the essence of something I loved, just not as good as it was yesterday. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, do you have a, a pairing you want to throw on, on this? Uh, I, yeah, I'm be, because uh, it, I don't know if it'll come out, but I, I'm going to go with the pairing I chose for the other thing we did uh okay okay ago. okay uh, i'm gonna go with some, uh some maple whiskey Woo! and why maple whiskey because i'm canadian and that's all you think of me <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no i'm joking i'm joking it's, i also it, think of poutine so oh, okay all right well too. if i could wrap poutine up in there trust me i would because oh my god oh, i wish i had poutine right now i'm so hungry <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I know we're trying to like I know it's a joke. Everything Canadian, but like I had a really good Canadian bourbon the other day. I can't remember what it was called. Canadian bourbon. Yeah, Wild. it was really good though. Well, really? so I, I wish. So uh, when we did our 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 thing about uh, Nightbreed, we did a little experiment. We did it may a little or may experiment. not have been successful. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know what the one I sent you tasted like. Basically, it was if. You had fireball, but it was maple flavored. Interesting. Okay. It was so, very sweet. Yeah. So mine was just like, because I, I went, I decided since, oh, you know what? Ha ha ha. Go. I'll play along with the joke. I'll just get the most Canadian whiskey I can. So I uh-huh. went and got Wayne Gretzky maple flavored whiskey. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, yeah, it was just like, tasted like <laughs> maple sugar, but whiskey. I don't know. It was really fucking good. Oh, I I want to try mixing this with something. I wonder if it's not like a sip and whiskey, but it's like a mix and whiskey. So I I don't usually I usually like mix my whiskeys. I don't. See, I usually drink it straight on a little bit of ice. Yeah, the flavored whiskeys are a mix and yeah. That's what whiskey. I'm realizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it was just like a club soda or something, just, just to, to cut it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you also uh, did you do the thing where you like? It, uh, dip the, t- the tip of your tongue like keep it behind your teeth yeah you told me to do it so i okay, did it yeah 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 okay it was yeah no i mean it was less sweet when you did that for sure and it definitely just like wild. i got more of the maple instead of just the sweet yeah but i think it'd probably be good in a mixed drink of some kind 
Okay, so what about you, Lerald? Do you have a drink that you would pair with this movie? Since I tend to watch the movies late at night, I would say a nice K-cup from the gas station Sheets comes in fantastically. <laughs> uh, hey, what, what K-cups are you having these days? Uh, I've been getting Sheets only. There's different kind of brands of their own coffee. He's a man of simple taste. What would I pair with this? Okay, I know what I would do. I would do a double shot of Kraken rum. Oh, wow. Because of all the tentacles. <gasps> okay. I That's actually I just had the Kraken the first time it's on my honeymoon. I had a buddy with all he drank in college. He would do a he would so do a bottle a weekend. Okay, that is Good. insane. Yeah, I went to a party but... school. Like I said, there's a reason why I don't drink anymore. And it's because I drank myself out. Ah, yeah, yep, yep. That'll do it. Yeah, a bottle a weekend. <laughs> we used to have bottles of Kraken. Yeah, we used to collect the bottles. It's a cool bottle too. Oh yeah, no, I I was thinking kind of thinking about the cover with all the mm-hmm. tentacles because I was thinking about the doctor's tentacles. So. Kraken rum for me. All right, cool. So, listener feedback. We don't have any emails this week, but if you want to get in touch with us, there's lots of ways you can do it. You can drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z, as in Riot Girls, Justin. <laughs> or you can find us. Wow, Facebook we are bringing it full circle here. At the two-hour 20 mark, we're bringing it right back to the punk rock. Or, sorry, the grunge rock. We are, we are back where we started. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ZG Podcast Plural. And if you love us and you want to support us, you can do so by supporting us, our Patreon. One of the things you'll get, in addition to being able to join our Discord, which is dope, you'll get an extended episode on every show across the network. We have a fun game or two planned for the extended today. So you're going to want to stick around today? for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot that was happening. All right. I am ready. Hello. Get ready. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to think, is there anything else I need to plug? No, but how about you guys? Justin, Larry, plug your stuff. Aside from being musical geniuses, what else do you bring to the table? <laughs> uh, if you listen to us, our podcast comes out every single <laughs> Monday. Monday. It's called Here's Johnny. You can find us at any of your favorite podcast place. We are currently in an alien season. Are we, we have some divergences every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not sure if the episode's coming out, but some of the things we have coming up for our show will be Rachel joining us for a review of the video game Alien Fireteam. Mars will be coming too at some point with Rachel to finish up our Scream mini season. And then for the Alien content, we have Signs, The Thing from 2011, some X-Files stuff, Psycho Gorman. There's a lot of fun Alien stuff to kind of get things going. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to see what you think of Psycho Gorman. It's divisive, but your love of Power Rangers might it might benefit Perfect. you in that experience. Because <laughs> it's like a gory Power Rangers. Eat, that sounds <laughs> awesome. On board. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will second it. You guys should definitely check out Here's Johnny if you aren't already. It's my favorite podcast that is not my oh, podcast. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you. Like, just those are the facts. Sorry. Sorry about it. All right. Plans for next episode. I'm not going to give you the synopsis because Jesus Christ, I've done it so many times. But we will be covering alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So watch it. We will. I know that's why when you're like, can we record the Scream episode? I was like, that's the alone recording. <laughs> the cursed <laughs> recording. <laughs> So yes, everybody, if you have not already watched Alone, check it out. Okay, so that is it for us today. Unless you are sticking around for the extended episode, Mars, take us out. As always, thanks for listening. We will be watching Alone. Yes. And talking about it in a couple of weeks. We will. Rachel, what is it streaming on again? Is it Netflix? Uh, I think it's on Prime. 
It is maybe on Prime. <laughs> I'm, I'm scrambling to look. Hold on. <laughs> We're a mess. We're a mess this week. Okay. It is on. No, it is on Hulu. It is on it's Hulu. It's on Hulu. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about Alone. It is streaming on Hulu. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know spoileries, but you should watch it before you listen to us talk about it, because that's what makes it fun. But as always, thank you for coming back. Stick around if you are a patron to our Patreon. And uh, that's all, folks. Bye, everybody. You guys say bye. See ya. Bye. -bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode where me and my co-hosts are going to go to... Hell. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, <Not>. yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're like, I'm already there. I've been on this podcast for three hours. <laughs> oh, are we are we finally gonna tell them about the rye bread? No. Oh, that would no, be Larry Larry's hell. Thing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Mysteriously. Oh, oh, it, I feel like you <laughs> largely know you. <laughs> You've gotten, you know, the gist of it for the most part. But what was more upsetting was before the rye bread comparison was made, the way you were describing it was like even more upsetting. So, oh, yeah, it, it was like vicious detail. Yeah. Well, because I just, because every detail you gave made me feel more confused. Like how, like how a, a solid could also be whatever state you were describing. Mm, solid's a strong word. <laughs> so we have a trivia game, it, huh? Let's uh, discuss that. <laughs> I told you we were going to hell. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So this game is called 13 Movies That Went to Hell or Opened Portals to It. And what it is is I'm going to describe um, describe something about the movie and you have to guess what the movie is. And you guys can all work together um, and... Essentially, you have you have to get six right. There's 13 questions, and you must answer six. Every time you get one wrong, the uh, configuration lament begins to open, and it's going to suck you into a world of hooks and Justin's poops. So you want to get at least six right, okay? okay? Understand the rules? Okay. Okay, cool. All right. all right, all right, all right. Okay, this movie's alternate title could have been a funny thing happened on the way to Proxima Centauri. Oh. Uh, and I know for a fact you boys have seen this. Oh, Horizon. Uh, uh, that Horizon no, I think movie. it's an alien movie. Event Horizon? Event Horizon, isn't it? I don't know. You guys have to tell me. You you come to a, con- right, so a Justin, consensus. The reason why I, I don't... I, because they weren't going to a planet in that, right? Weren't they going? No, we're gonna go. We're going with Justin. Oh, well, Justin said Event Horizon. Let's do it. No, don't do it. No, we're doing don't, it. Oh. No, don't do me. <laughs> don't do Is me. That... Don't do me. Larry. Final answer. 